Hello and welcome to the Comics Pals review of Thor Love and Thunder, the latest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. One of the last installments of Phase 4. We've got three to go, I think. Um, and maybe, maybe the most divisive one yet, if you can believe that. Ooh. So we're going to get into our review. Uh, this is full spoilers. Um, we're not even going to do a spoiler-free section. So if you haven't seen the movie, you're going to want to tag out, watch it, and then come back and hear what we had to say about it. Um, before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know how you can support the, the, the Comics Pals. We are a comic book-based podcast. We talk about the movies, the comics, the TV shows, all that jazz. If you like that stuff, you'll like our main show, which is live on Twitch every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we also review comics on Thursdays over on our show Pals Pulls, which is live 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. Um, that's over on Twitch. And uh, like this video, share it with your friends. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Comics Pals, youtube.com slash The Comics Pals. All that's free to do. Helps out a lot more than it costs you. We did a book club based on the origin of Gore, the God Butcher, Thor, God of Thunder. Go listen to that book club if you want to know where these characters are coming from. So before we do the review, we got to play the game, the Rotten Tomatoes game. That's how we always start these things. These three... Kill, Marco, and Tyler are going to guess the tomato meter score and the audience score, and it's uh, price is right rules, meaning that you have to get as close as possible without going over the actual number. Who wants to be first up? I got it. All right. Audience score, Mr. Audience. I'm going to say 79. And critics, I'm gonna say seventy six. Mm. Okay. So you said seventy nine, seventy six, seventy nine, seventy six. Okay. That might be low, but so uh, audience, I'm gonna go eighty two. Okay. And critics, I'm gonna go sixty nine. Nice. Oh no. Uh, yeah, no, that, that tracks. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I, I, I mixed them. Uh, but yeah, right. 169. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yep. I mean, who does? True. Kill. Mm. 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 I'm going to say audience 73. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say crit- critics. 55. Damn. So 55 and 73. 55 critics, audience, 73. Got you. Okay. So uh, the actual score is the tomato meter is 67. Ooh. So that's, that's the audience your... score. Or oh, I'm sorry, gosh. that's the critic score. 67. Oh, just, just went over. Yep. Damn. So Kale gets that. But the audience score is an 82, so Tyler wow. hit it right on the money. Wow. Well, Marvel fans are um, friggin' uh, MCU fans are shills. Yeah, but Kale would guy. still win. So congrats, Kale. Fucked by the tomatoes game. Fucked by these Bob Barker rules. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Thor Love and Thunder is the fourth Thor film that we've gotten so far. And it appears to promise a fifth one, too. Um, it sure does. Yep. Uh, it features, you know, the usual cast of characters in a Thor film. Uh, we got Sif, the return of Sif. That was kind of cool. We got Valkyrie. Uh, we Ooh. got Korg. A whole lot of Korg. We're going to talk about that. Um, but we got the return of Jane Foster as the mighty Thor. Um Pretty cool. And a new villain in Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale. So we've got a lot of characters to talk about in a film that sounds like it should have been meaty, right? A film that features not only the continuation of Thor's stories in the MCU, but a film that features the Guardians of the Galaxy, a film that introduces 
the concept of a pantheon of gods, other gods other than Asgardians, uh, a film that tells the story of Gore the God Butcher, and a film that one and done's the mighty Thor story. Mm. All of that happens in one hour and 59 minutes. And I felt the fact that this movie was jam-packed and short, for sure. I like how an hour and 59-minute movie is short. <laughs> yeah. For all that? For all that. Yeah. I didn't. I, if anything, uh, towards the, the middle part, we're on the black and white planet. Uh, it slowed down pretty hard. And I'm not going to lie. Took a quick nap. Um, <laughs> I get bored. I just go to the bathroom now. Like, <laughs> do you leave, do you leave your seat? Hell yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I was sure where the bathroom would come into play. <laughs> I get bored. I cause a commotion in the <laughs> in the theater. When I get bored in a theater, I just piss myself. <laughs> nice. The uh, I, I I thought it was paced okay. Like I, I didn't I didn't feel mm-hmm. the the length necessarily. I didn't feel that it all was too cramped. I think it it evoked a very eighties action movie feel, which is just, you know, beat action, beat action, beat action. And it worked for me. That 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 formula worked. And I, I felt differently on that. Yeah. I thought pacing wise it was a mess. Um I felt like uh, it was bouncing back and forth, back and forth, way too much towards the beginning. Um, I, it, it isn't until we really get to like an omnipotent city where like it's like, oh, all our characters are now together. We don't need to keep bouncing back and forth. Um, but then that made the pace feel really slow at that point. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I just... Um, uh, this is like a just in, in general, it's a real middling movie for me. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, I think there is the the people acting in this movie make this movie uh, watchable. Um, but I, I do think there is just in terms of, and I, I do wonder if it's it's my love for the source material and the fact that this is uh, a a god butchering of the source material. In my opinion, <laughs> um, maybe not a god butchering. It's it's a it's a it's a reimagining of the source material uh, in a tone that is antithetical to the source material. Um, mm. uh, I think that's where my issue is. Um, yeah, I man. I don't know where you want to bring the discussion, John. I know we're talking about pace, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just just started there because it, it felt right. Kill, you didn't get to speak on that. Did you want to? Pacing-wise, especially at the beginning, it felt very, very quick. And it felt very, yeah. very obvious. Yeah. Everything yeah. felt like it was handed to you. Um, Thor is here. I'm Thor. Great. Here we go. I'm going to this thing. Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are here. They're my best friends. Oh, they're leaving. And that's how the first half of the film felt to me. Um, I, man, I did not like this film. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I, want to start pretty much right there. I, I didn't just not like this film. This was, for me, the worst of all of Phase 4. Including Eternals, I think the, I think Eternals was better. Hmm. I think I think Eternals was more ambitious. I think it was more interesting. Um, I, I think the only thing that redeems this movie is that it looks good, um, and the acting is strong. I think I think for me the thing that brings it together is that there is an, a satisfying emotional conclusion. Like at there the is end, or I, went, isn't. I, I didn't hear what you said. There is, yeah, there, there is. is. Okay, yeah. Like at the end, I felt something. Sure, I'm with you there. And then yeah. past that, like this movie sucks shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> what was the thing that you felt something for? Uh, this is where yeah. you know we're yeah. full spoilers. Uh, Jane coming, uh, the the you know Thor saying to Jane, "Listen, I I need you alive." 
and he takes off and then she shows up and they have that moment you know between them that's like man like i i felt that yeah that, that, that then, there's like an understanding look that they have yeah, to each yeah. other like yeah and even even her you know her death or whatever i didn't that didn't do much for me but that that moment that they had together mm. uh in the middle of the battle of of that understanding really worked for me the the death i think for me worked pretty well um i i didn't like when it was contrasted with gore and his concept of love like that yeah. that sort of saving the day um i think in in theory should work and in practice kind of fell a little flat but i i gave it some grace because i i did feel the the loss there from thor and for uh uh and what's her face and mighty thor like like that that stuff to me worked well in my opinion for me, though, like the pieces are there in the terms of the story beats for this to be good. I think it's. It, I think it, the the Gore and Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, never really intersected in the comics. Um, this is taking two separate and probably the most important parts of Jason Aaron's Thor run and, and combining them. And I think it does that in a smart way by turning the Necrosword into a thing that's also killing Gore. It shows these two characters who are in who who are were just normal people that are now becoming gods, but that power is killing them. And these are people who have, you know, prayed to the gods and tried to, um, you know, the gods have left them uh, in love for, for Jane uh, and uh, it left him to die for, for Gore. And I do, I do like how they are kind of two sides of the same coin. And simultaneously Thor himself is dealing with his God, godship in this. He, his whole arc has been from brash uh, idiot to who just does what he wants to do to being brash idiot who does things for other people. Um, he's still an idiot, um, but his his he is a god for the people, unlike all of the other gods in this. There, there's even even a little bit. It's very tiny of the idea that uh, gods are. I get like a one percent uh, kind of uh, feel from them. There's these people that are so uh, high on their own supply. That they don't see their own the own people that they wouldn't be gods without the people who worship them. So there's like a working class thing there um, that you know, like like they they they're like they don't even see that they don't care they they they're shit to those people. Again, very tiny. Um, it's a fucking Disney movie. You're not going to see that actually on the text or That's even a, in the yeah. subtext without a magnifying glass. That is a very generous reading. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, say I can see. And that, I don't say that to say it's not there. I'm just saying that, like, boy, you had to think about that. No, it's a Taika thing for that to be there. That's something Taika would tackle probably yeah. more head-on in, in, in a non-Disney movie. Uh, but again, it's a Marvel movie, so that's there. But but for me, it's – like, those parts are there, and I think it's, it's, it's smartly intertwined. Um, and I think the acting is good. But holy hell – um, n- nobody edited Taika. <laughs> uh, yeah. They were like, hey, what you're doing is, is great. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves what you're doing with, you know, Ra- everyone loves Ragnarok. Um, all the stuff that you've been doing, and he is doing a shit ton of stuff right now. Um, everyone loves it. Everyone loves you. Do your thing. And nobody uh, told him to hold back at all. Yeah. And that's the, the core of the movie. It, it is too cute. It's too funny. It's it doesn't let anything breathe. Like if they had let let those those stories that I mentioned <laughs> breathe and have weight, this might be a good movie. Funny oh, in the bad it, way, Sean. Yeah, because I was gonna say I <laughs> I hardly cracked a, a, a smile throughout a lot of this stuff in this movie. What? Dude, yeah, I there, had there's full a long chuckles and laughs. Th- there's a couple where I have a good point, but like the the, the whole goats thing. Like I love uh, Tooth Grinder oh, uh, and Teeth Nasher. Like in the comics, they're great. Um, but it's like Taika saw the goat screaming video and it's like, oh, that's funny. Um, and just put that in uh, rule of threes, Taika. Yeah, rule of threes. Like, like don't uh, – it, it's the, the rule of 30 for that joke for Taika. Um, even in the quiet moments where, you know, like Thor and Jane are talking, they're, they're, they're just, it's just jokey throughout it. Um, this is the – 
this is emblematic of the thing that has been kind of annoying me about Marvel movies as, as of late. It's like they don't one of the things I enjoyed about Eternals, but it went too far in the wrong direction mm-hmm. um, where it, it doesn't let things breathe and have weight and, and, and gravitas to it. And in a story about gods and how they affect the people. Um, prime, prime place to showcase that. And instead they make uh, jokes and say the word shitty a lot. Man, it's funny, it's funny to curse guys. They whack. said shit so much in this film. It's like they got Disney gave them a license to say shit. And I don't, I don't want to be like an old conservative woman. Like, Oh, all that foul <laughs> language. It's just like, man, they said shit a lot, <laughs> but it's not funny. And it's so, like, okay, you get one over, you know, yeah. one or two. All right. But like over and over and over again, like, it's not funny. If you were saying anything that many times, it would lose its heat. Yeah. The, the funniest parts of this movie weren't the jokes. It was the the delivery of certain, like like Russell Crowe as Zeus doing an old man Greek accent. Yeah. It was so hilarious. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I thought his, 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 his Zeus was, was great. But, like, that was him. That was his choice to do that, mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, he brought that actual, to life. Yeah, he brought that to life. And and um, even, like, the bits with, like, Star-Lord and Thor, I, I kind of had fun with that little interaction. But that was, what, 30 seconds of the movie? Yeah. Which they um, showed and, in the trailers almost yeah, entirely. And, and, yeah. And little did I know um, that uh, that kind of jokiness would not stop <laughs> as soon as that started happening. Um, right. Yeah, it just it, – it felt, felt, this, this movie felt like the guy at the party, uh, and I've been this guy – um, who just won't stop joking, and it's like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Uh, maybe get diagnosed <laughs> uh, next time. <laughs> so, Marco, you are the you're you're now taking that position yeah, of being the lone person. I feel you it. guys ever play Mario Party and like right before the game starts, it it, it flicks yeah. around <laughs> to see who's gonna face off. It's three of us against Marco right now. You got, you got the is. green square, yeah. Yep. So, um. Yeah, why why did you like it? I I liked it I think because uh, coming off of the book club, right? I I had to do a really hard readjustment of my expectations and uh, cuz that that book was incredible for me and I knew off the bat it wasn't going to be that kind of thing, so I went in with no expectation. I went in purely off of a, all right, I'm going to go see this movie. I've been hearing it's not great, whatever. I'm going to go in with uh, just whatever Taika is going to throw at me. I'm going to absorb. And some of it is, I think, repetitive. He, he plays too much, too many of the bits. But I didn't mind because I knew I wasn't going to get what I, what I was expecting in the comics. And so I just let it roll. And for me, uh, the, these things work. The, the, the jokes, I think, being introduced back to back made it feel like a comedy and fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. The, inter, the, the relationship between Thor and um, Jane, I think, worked well for me. Uh, it, it, was, it would get undercut by the jokes, but I didn't mind the jokes I, I expected it at this point and because i expect have those expectations that it's going to be a jokey movie i just let it roll I, I it it and and they landed better for me because of that uh and i felt for their relationship um and the the concept of needing to let go of that love so that way you could grow as an individual person maybe that hit home i don't know but um <laughs> Uh, I, I I definitely felt that and connected with it, and so um, yeah, it landed well. It landed well for all those aspects. The, the goat shit was annoying, um, and I think Korg. I, I expected worse. There's a lot of Korg in this. <laughs> a lot of Korg in it. I but I I somehow I expected worse because of what was going on with Twitter and like initial feedback. So I I was thinking like he was going to be in literally every single scene or something, and he was there pretty frequently, but it wasn't as bad as I expected. It I needed to put a cork in it. There you go. I I did feel something, though, when he, he almost died. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I was like, oh. 
I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. I, I actually found Cord to be the least annoying thing in this film. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I didn't mind it. And that's like I found Thor more annoying than Cord. Well, let's 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 kind of dive in. So the movie starts with Gore and showing us his origin. Right from the moment the shit started, I knew this movie wasn't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it took, and I feel like it does this a lot. It took what was this really emotional thing in the book where like it's not just them, it's their entire planet, and you can see it happening. It takes that and it shrinks it down to just Gore and his child. And his child dies. And the sin, the biggest sin of all, is that Gore is praying to the gods. Now, Tyler did a great job of, of breaking down what what the Gore angle was and how that cross-sectioned with Jane and why that made sense to make him a, a worshiper in this particular story. But I also think you used a great word, which was antithetical. I think that was completely antithetical to the gore character almost to the point where using the name of the character was pointless because I did not feel like I was watching gore in this movie at all. Yeah, I did my best to, to try to disconnect myself from the comic because that's not Taika's problem. Mm. But I think the comic version is stronger. And I think that this version does it, it? It doesn't really. I don't want to say it doesn't make sense because it makes sense. It just doesn't have weight to it. The, the the thing is, the comic version cannot exist in a comedy. Like that is not a funny character. So, do you have to make concessions to fit a comedy? Yeah, I think so. But I, I, I think I think if we're talking about the origin of Gore too, I think they took away one of the other major parts of it. Um, Gore kills a god. Who needs his help? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there, right. there is there mm-hmm. that the call to action is, oh, I'm not going to help you. Rather than he got mocked by one of the vampires from what we do in the shadows, playing a god. Great, <laughs> great to see him in here. Um, uh, from that? from the movie, not the TV show. Oh, uh, he's the the guy who always wants to have the the biscotti. Um, I forget the the actor's name. Uh, but he's, he he plays the the god there. But it 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 sets it up like oh well this is how we do this in a comedy because it makes jokes right away. Um, yeah, and instead I don't know. it's like think... the sword calling him to do this rather than Gore making yeah. that decision. Okay. Awful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing for me is immediately uh, the complexity of Gore was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I could I could forgive. You know, the the thing, you know, it's just him and his daughter. Uh, for me, it was, oh, no, his god is shitty. Like, these god, like these gods are shitty. They should be killed. Like, like it, it clearly sets him up as someone who's, who's doing, like, a morally great thing. But, like, when you're watching it, like, he's, your position is that he's right. Yeah, it almost feels like the thing to do. Yeah, and 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 that takes the complexity out of the rest of the film. It's also the exact same thing they did with Wanda. They made her under control, just like he's under control. No yeah. one, none of these mm-hmm. villains have had agency to where they're yeah. doing what they want to do. Um, and I think that that lack of agency removes the heat from a villain. They have to want it, or you have to feel so bad for them that they're doing what they don't want to do that it allows you to sympathize. I didn't feel that way. If Gore, I would imagine, right, in my mind, that a guy who just saw his daughter die and now is being mocked by a person who could have stopped it but didn't and chose to not, right, that you would want to kill them. Yeah. So why did he need to be controlled? Yep. Yeah. Just let him do it. The motive's there. (laughs) Right, exactly. You You don't need to... You don't need to make it so that he's not wanting to do it to redeem him because right now I'm with him. I think it's all done to make his turn at the very end more palatable. But I think you can still have that turn even with the initial yeah, absolutely. Uh, motive. Yeah. 
Like at that point, it becomes an ideological shift, and that that mm-hmm. seems to be more important. That would be more important. Yeah, and I think well, showing Thor himself being a god that actually helps the people could have been the catalyst to make the ideo- ideological shift happen. That and that's that's a huge failure as well. Yeah, is that they don't. It it never feels like the movie because we you know we're watching it we get it it never feels like the movie is juxtaposing Gore and Thor, yep like the comic does yep. it never feels like the movie is saying something about Thor through Gore, and it never feels like Gore is looking at Thor and evaluating his position based on Thor in the comic and I'm I don't mean to continuously reference it but it's you know um. Thor is antithetical to what Gore feels gods are. And that's why he's obsessed with him. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Jesus. But but see, that that to me is where I think the I had to remove myself from those feelings because otherwise I was bound to be disappointed. And I I I didn't want to I didn't want to make the comparison because I knew it wasn't gonna be that, and I, I didn't think that, that would be fair to assess it based off as much as it was an adaptation, right? And that's a very loose term when you compare the two, but I, I didn't want to have that, have the movie impact my reading of the book. Well, see, this is the issue, right? You like the movie, I don't. So if I like the mm-hmm. movie, then I, that would mean that I could overlook the fact that it wasn't the same because it was good. You know, like mm-hmm. Thanos is not the one-to-one character from the comics, They've totally removed his obsession with death, the character, but I love it. Makes an Easter egg in this movie, which is great. Yeah. Yes. But I love it because it's, it's, it, they make him the MCU version and he works for the MCU. I don't feel like this version of Gore worked even within the context of this movie because the things that you could look at and say, well, this is obvious, they don't even do. There's, there's two and a half movies going on in this, in this one movie. Or right. one and a half movies. It's the romantic comedy between Jane and Thor. That's that's the movie. And then Gores has his own separate movie that's trying to get into this this plot line mm-hmm. and sort of does, but not fully. Um, and, and, and I think it's visible. It's like, oh, that Gores plot line, I can see it. The skeleton's there. But it's 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 fighting to... to it's like uh, you go to a party and two people are having a conversation and you're trying to wait for that moment where like... Oh, uh, maybe I can jump into the conversation now. And then you've done it too long. And now you're just awkwardly standing there. Um, <laughs> it's a bit like this podcast. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> um, 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 how, uh, how did you guys like Christian Bale though? Like though Gore, the story was like, eh, whatever. I thought Christian Bale brought it. I kind of, he did kind of liked Gore. The story was ass, but Christian yeah. Bale was phenomenal. Yeah. And he managed to actually introduce a level of creepiness to yeah. Gore mm. that didn't, for me anyway, all the way translate in the comic. Yeah. Like he really brought of- the version of the character that they wanted to use to life. Kale, do you know what kind of British accent he was doing in this? This no. wasn't his accent. It felt, but it, it, it felt like a, a more everyman British accent, which, which tracks for gore. It almost felt a little South African. I could be way off on that, but it, it felt uh, like I worked something with South Africans for a year. I, I wasn't getting South African. No, okay. Well, I'm not going to sit here and spitball then. Like, <laughs> Just throw, throw, throw out some uh, British uh, dialects. I don't know. I, I mean, I know nothing. I could, you could say anything, and I can agree with you, because I don't know. Well, I did that and you didn't agree with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Christian Bale does a really good job. I, I don't think this movie has an acting problem. I really don't. And no. yeah. I actually think it's one of the better acted films in phase four. Um, you know, the scene where, where Bale's with the kids and stuff like mm-hmm. creepy, weird. Um, go ahead. I like, I like that it, it gave, it gave him a bit more of a personality than I think we had in the comics because in the comics, he was so driven. Um, but in this one, it felt like it gave him a little bit of time and we didn't 
see it as much, but it gave them a little bit of time to try to convince the kids that their gods weren't coming. Right. Um, and that, that to me felt really good. Speaking of acting, uh, the Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon bit. God, you guys didn't like that. Yo, that killed for me. Uh, I, I like the second bit. Again? Yeah. I like the second bit where in the time and in, 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 in a time of crisis, they were like, well, we need to put on art. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's fine. <laughs> that was That's funny. Fine. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um. So. Gore's ultimate goal in this movie is there's this, you know, what what would like what would you call it? Like a not a MacGuffin because it's not an object, but like a he wants. I would, I would he, say he it's want, a MacGuffin. You would okay. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, the wish yeah. is the object. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he 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 wants to get to this place that Zeus mentions where the first person to get there can make a wish for whatever they want, which was I the only person who was rolling their eyeballs like the undertaker at the idea that it's existed for all this time and no one has gone there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like the Eternals don't know about this. Like Thanos had to find this magic glove and he couldn't go find the magic box or whatever the fuck. Like, and worse, Thor's finding out about it for the first time, I think. Yeah. And like, but Gore already knows about it. Yeah. Mm. Gore's a random backwater planet person. You know, that was, yeah. Like he must've killed the right God. And then I don't don't know, like, (laughs) yeah, I guess. Um, (laughs) But that, that's his ultimate goal. They remove the God bomb essentially from the equation. They're, they're baking the concept of the God bomb into this wish. So that he can use the wish to eliminate all gods. Mm-hmm. Um, felt hollow. I would have liked to have seen Gore doing more of the killing himself, or at least uh, they're probably not going to get into the enslaving, which I think they could have done a really good job with, given the um, gods that they have access to. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been fun. Um, but they choose not to do that. But even just to see more of Gore, I kind of feel. Like, I guess my biggest thing with Gore, and I'll, I won't talk about it more, I wish he had his own movie. That this movie didn't have to have the rom-com aspect. Yeah. Because I think it took so, so much away from what they could have done. And I think that the direction and the vibe of Thor 1 is what I would really like to see the Thor movies shift back to. Because I think that version of these movies could have done justice to Gore's story even just a degree like yeah like not even like yeah dial it back down to Ragnarok level slightly and I think it would be it would have worked a lot better better. yeah yeah like um I forgot what I was gonna say never mind uh but I but I agree it's just way too like I do wonder what a a Kenneth Branagh uh, god bomb story would have been like uh uh, Unreal. Again, again, I just think of the bleached eyebrows, though. You know, uh, the, the the color grading on that Stop original it. Thor movie annoyed, annoyed the hell out of me. Um, but yeah, it, it's somebody should have told Taika, like, "Hey, um, bud, a little bit, a little bit down." She had turned from down eleven to at least ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's one aspect of the story is the gore stuff. Let's talk about the Jane Foster, Mighty Thor stuff. Um, I think we're all, well, all of us that know Mighty Thor from the books, Marco, I don't know if you've seen her much. Um, Thor? (laughs) You know, we're all fans. She's a great character. And I think one of the characters that people were most excited to see make their screen debut, I would say probably her and Kamala uh, for Phase Mm -hmm. 4. I think they did a pretty good job in terms of just taking the same Jane Foster character that we've seen, making her a little bit more established. They used the the time we've had away from her to give her more accolades mm-hmm. and establish that she's a, actually a, a brilliant uh, scientist and a doctor and all this stuff. Um, and, and I thought that was all great. And then give her a reason to want 
to be saved, I guess. Not necessarily want the power of Thor, but to be saved, you know, for for yeah. Yeah. I thought that was well done. Um but again, I think her story here was totally rushed. I really would have appreciated just letting them both be Thor and you know, not do the death of Mighty Thor so quickly. I would have liked to see that play out over a longer period of time. But I think for what they wanted, I think uh, Natalie Portman does a great job, and I think the script serves her well enough. I I have an expectation, and I don't necessarily know how they do this, but the introduction and death works for the plot of this film. But they're keeping her now in Valhalla for some sort of eventual like uh, full replacement. She becomes Valkyrie in the comics. Yeah. 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 In, okay. in the comics, she does go to Valhalla and decides, yeah, eh, I'm good. And leaves. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. then in, in, in that case, like I, I have an expectation that the introduction and death here was for those emotional beats for this film. And, and she's going to come back some point down the line to like do a full replacement where we can see her uh, over a longer period of time there. This might be overly ambitious, but I was thinking that, you know, if she were to die in a, you know, in a, in a different circumstance, that's a plot beat that could have been saved for an Avengers type of film. Like if, if you, you know, and then and then it would make sense that she would get to go to Valhalla. Not that it didn't make sense, but it would be like, wow, you know, you re, you saved everyone like we want you here, mm. you know, something like that. But point taken. I like that she sought out um you know the the mystical viking magic or whatever and she didn't get it because of thor right but like because i don't know for for lack of a a better phrasing i guess like because the hammer knew her yeah. yes you know so it was based on her own merit more than you know had anything else to do with thor i thought that was handled really well yep um and then it felt sort of another dumb phrasing. It felt like a uh, they were beating us over, hammering us over the head with it. But you know, in the middle of the you know the rom com bits, Thor telling Mjolnir to protect her was a bit much. Like oh, I feel, I, I feel, I, I, I yeah, feel, I didn't like that. Yeah. I feel like the the thing you know when you when you have it. You know, when you see what she's going for and then you remember, oh, yeah, Mjolnir know, knows who she is. Of course, he'd want to work with her or protect her or whatever. Um, I feel like that stands by itself, whereas the, sto- the Thor stuff whispering to the hammer kind of weakens that. Hmm. It's funny because this. I feel like this movie – says things it doesn't need to say and then it doesn't say things i think it needed to say like a look could have done what you're describing like what what you're describing getting that point across i think a look could have done that or just you assume thor would want that i don't know that it needed to be expressed explicitly in that way thor talks to his hammer i didn't know that Man, that drove me fucking crazy. That was a yeah. Whole, if, that was bad. If, if, oh, the, if you guys the hammers watched, are jealous yeah. of each other. Oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. God, it worked for me. If you watch the <laughs> uh, Taika, the Taika Wakiti, um, did you guys remember those shorts that they did where Thor was like uh, a roommate? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was Taika. In fact, his roommate shows up in this. He's a tour guide showing off the. Uh, the, the oh, hammer yeah. oh okay um so like i think thor had a bed for his hammer in those as well so like it's just a taika thing but see even like that part didn't bother me like you know there are elements of that that like make sense but it was the it was the you know the constant oh stormbreaker's jealous sure yeah it's a it's a stick with a yeah. rock on it with fuck off stick. i but i see the point of it the point is to showcase their emotions more physically through the hammers it's their emotions towards each other um because they're not going to speak it out loud they have too much pride or they just don't want to talk about it so the hammers are doing it for them um but it was a lot it was a lot it felt like just another bit in a movie that had too many bits yeah yeah um yeah 
But what did you guys think about, you know, her arc? Like, did did it satisfy you? For, for Mark, me, you it kind did. Of spoke to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely thought so. Um, you get you get her her conflict. Uh, you get her being a hero and it not necessarily paying off in the way that she actually wanted it to, where it was healing her. That for me, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I thought she was just going to like perpetually be in Thor mode and that's it. She just doesn't ever get sick again or like it extends her life that way. Um, but the fact that it didn't and it actually had a, a counter effect was interesting and created uh, attention for Thor uh, and and then in the in the end, when she makes it, that same look that Kale called out, I felt that too. That that worked for me because she knew the consequences, but she did so out of a love for him and wanting to ensure that he was safe. Uh, and and then she she dies in his arms. Uh, that to me is a solid arc. I I felt that all the way through and through. I mean, I, I was I, I was actually happy they went through with it. You know, there was a part of me at the end where I was like, yo, I swear to God, if Gore fucking saves Jane, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was like, they didn't, they didn't earn that at all. That makes no sense. Don't do it. And they didn't do it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's good. And then Jane dies. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, they went for it. That Her story is there. That, that, is, that, that is her story. His story is um, the, the, the power that it was essentially saving her was also killing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it eventually does. Um, and they they follow through with it, which I was happy with. Sure, she's in Valhalla, and now Valhalla exists in the MCU, and now they can bring back anyone. Even I guess I guess Loki would be there too, main Loki. Um, because TV series Loki is not our Loki, um, so anyone could come back now, I guess. But um, I thought they, that her whole story was there. I'm a big Natalie Portman fan too, so like she was not an issue for me in this movie at all. In fact, no. maybe I could have dealt with more of her. <laughs> Again, I don't think any of the actors were were yeah. the yeah. issue at all. I really liked her eagerness as Thor. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I found her um, her catchphrase thing that was fun, charming. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to say it's hammer time. Like I was expecting it. That would have <laughs> yeah. been fun. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. It, it felt it felt like if <laughs> if. If Jess came to me, uh, was hanging out with me at like a common writer conference or something. Okay. Okay. Like that's and, just somebody eager to impress and, you yeah. know, uh, uh, fit in with the fans, you know, enthusiastic. And, and yeah, and you can feel yeah. that. Yeah. That, that worked out really good. It's, and, and it pays off in the end with her, like her three yeah. things. One, I'm not Lady Thor, two, whatever. And then eat my hammer, some shit. Two, yeah. you, if you can't. If you can't, I'm the mighty Thor. If you can't say that, I'm Dr. Jane Foster. Yeah. yeah. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, she it, kicked ass. Yeah, it paid yeah. off. And the whole cancer thing is a ticking clock that does well for a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, well, I already said, I feel like this movie falls apart immediately. But um, I think this movie is the greatest representation of everything that people don't like about the MCU. I feel like it <laughs> yeah. takes all of that and it like puts it like dials it up and it puts it right in your face. And it's like, hey, all these things that annoy the shit out of you, we're gonna do it for an hour and fifty nine minutes. Here. Yeah. Um and go ahead. To and to add on to that, I feel like this movie also takes it to another level of like, oh, you you've been asking for less committee more auteur driven things here it is let's paint this whole film with uh taika's brush and that yeah that's another major key that i i wanted to get into which is that at least for me this era of auteur driven uh marvel movies ain't working i really don't think it's working um there has to be there there just has to be some type of like you know cage you're working it you know mm. i, you say I that. just feel that way you say that and i kind of agree with it i think but that sam raimi raiminess was really good in fucking multiverse of madness yeah. i think it depends on the, the the creator and i i I, th- I think you're right but you also have to remember that dr strange was a you know development hell movie like 
Scott Derrickson was on it for how long before Sam Raimi agreed to come on and how many things were shifted around and did so many things and how, how much, how much Sam Raimi came out of, uh, Dr. Strange two when the Marvel machine was also like at the, you know, at the, the whip, you know, just beating the hell out of it at the same time. And I mean, you know, it's worth pointing out divisive movie as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't like sure. it. I, um, and to contrast that, I really like Dr. Strange to the point. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to watch it again because I might <laughs> me not too. like it. Me too. Yeah. I know it's on Disney plus and like, uh, I've thought about it, but yeah, I, yeah. I am, yeah. I'm just no longer, I'm no longer interested in what Taika has to say about Thor. Respectfully, I'm not. Oh. I'm not interested. And I gotta say, I know he's doing a Star Wars movie, and I'm horrified. Yeah, <sighs> that, I don't. I don't want that kind of vibe, this kind of vibe for a Star Wars movie. Oh, and you no, know that's what no. it's gonna be because oh yep. no, because my man has carte blanche in Disney at the moment. No, yeah. we haven't talked about um, the action at all, and I think. For me, action is one of the weaker elements of Thor films in general. Oh. Um, and I think that I feel that way about this one, too. What? Yeah. I felt I, <laughs> I, I thought the action was a little bit weak. Um, Mighty Thor was cool. I liked some of the stuff that she did. The way she, her, her hammer use was different than Thor's. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. Um, but I didn't, I don't know, man, there's something about Thor in these movies where I don't think they give him much from an action standpoint. And I think toning Gore's powers down kind of made them tone down Thor's power to match what Gore was doing. So all in all, I wasn't that pleased. And a lot of the time they were fighting like borderline shapeless, shadowy things that were not visually interesting. I I also think they shift away from thor a lot yeah like there's never one thor fight it's thor and a bunch of everybody else and i feel like ragnarok was that way a lot too i enjoyed those elements the that uh, the fact that it was them plus valkyrie and and mighty thor just kicking ass like it it worked for me because again i came in looking at it like okay this is another um 80s action film right it's just big explosions you know hard cuts to uh people getting smacked over the head and for for me the when when the kids got all the the parts of thor's powers that scene that scene worked really well for me i I I thought that was cool yeah that was cool yeah i thought the opening uh thor scene at that planet where he just outshines the guardians (laughs) and he's just fighting a whole bunch of like owls sweetums looking things um I thought that was good. I thought that was a fun thing. I thought him doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme split, um, which is probably something he learned from a video uh, Quill probably had in his ship somewhere. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I thought him fucking up the the church was great. Like, that that was a good part. But we don't get that again until we get a little bit of it at um, Omnipotent City. Um, But there's more stuff going on there. Uh, we don't get to the end of the movie. We get like bookended by Thor stuff. When when I think a Thor movie should have a lot more cool Thorisms, you know. Yeah. But. It's a shame that the coolest the coolest things that have happened with Thor are not in Thor movies. Like, mm. I think his best moments have Mostly. been in Avengers films. I think I think the top for me is probably the climax of Ragnarok. That's good, yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, but other than that, like you're right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, and you know, f- again on the action tip, um, I just I would have loved to have seen more one on one from Thor and Gore. Um, that would have been cool. And I felt like Mighty Thor kind of got relegated in the last fight, um, which is why it was kind of weird that they like. So in the, in the book, uh, there are three Thors. I'm not going to get into how that goes down, but there's King Thor, which is old Thor. There's modern Thor, which you could equate to this Thor, I guess. 
and then there's like young Thor. And they all fight Gore basically at the same time. They're kind of doing different things too, but they're also a part of the fight. Um, I wish they would have either given Mighty Thor something interesting to do that was necessary or let her let Thor and Thor fight Gore at the same time. Because her just fighting those shadow ghouls, I didn't love. They did that for a second. Yeah. Uh, toward the end of the fight. And it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but even even their fight on the planet where she and Valkyrie fight the big shadow things and he goes after uh, Gore. I thought that was good. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not a lot. And you, you bring up Valkyrie. I think that's one of the things that really annoyed me about this movie was the severe... Uh, uh, lack of Tessa Thompson. Yeah, uh, you I mean, will. You I mean will... that you mean that she got sidelined so the white people could have their climax. <sighs> she, her biggest speaking role was her drunkenly talking to Korg's face, yeah. at the little cocktail yeah. lounge. Um, and I, uh, first of all, Tessa Thompson. Oof. Tessa Oof. Thompson. Um, but secondly, her, her biggest her biggest character development is dictated to her by Korg. Like she like nothing really happens. Uh, she just seems fed up. Like she, Tess Thompson is a good I'm fed up sort of thing. I think there are peaks at her relationship with Jane that are really fun, but they're just peaks. Um, I would have loved to see more interaction directly between those two. Again, I think that there are two two distinct movies here. I really yeah. do. Mm. I think a, a movie of Mighty Thor interacting with Valkyrie, them being best friends, Valkyrie showing her the ropes, having to deal with Roxxon, like in the comics. I think oh, there's a lot Minotaur. of good stuff there. Yeah. Shit, I would have had Christian Bale playing um, this guy from Roxxon that turns into that demon. Oh, Dario Agar. That's who I thought yeah. he was going to play originally. Yeah, Me too. I thought, I thought the story was going to be, here's a guy who becomes, takes on the, you know, visage of, a, of an evil demon and here's a, a woman who becomes a god. I thought that was going to be what they yeah. were going to do. And there's I think your that's a great story. Yeah. And that movie, I think, makes a lot more sense with the, with the tone that Taika was going for. Agreed. Um, but there's also a gore-thor movie. And they're smashed together and they don't work. And that's my biggest problem. I think this movie is worse than Thor The Dark World. Oh. I think I agree. I think I agree. Oh. I really do. I think the... I think in the way that Thor the Dark World tries to uh, be an ultra-serious superhero movie, this goes hard in the opposite way, but tries to hang on to it at the same time. Yep. And um, if it fails. It's, it's weird. We can, we can list all, the Thor, all four Thor movies on a scale, with like Thor the Dark World being on one end, uh, and this one being on the other end with Ragnarok being closer to this one and then Thor 1 being closer to Thor 2 like maybe the fifth one can finally hit that middle ground on that graph that's all um, we need that's the that's the that's yeah. the part that kills me so much and I, I do hope that they get to that point um, but as we wind down I want to talk about the supporting characters just a little bit more yeah. uh, we talked about Tessa Thompson she's great not given a lot to do I think she could have been better served. Um, Sif, Jamie Alexander, I believe, plays Sif. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just in there for a beat. It's not not a not too much. She puts a distri- distress call out to Thor, and she lost her arm, which really sucks. Um, but they haven't given her much <laughs> to do in a long time. Yeah. Um, the supporting character who I feel like gets the most is Cork. Yeah. And. Yeah, I- Probably because Taika plays him. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed masturbatory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to yeah. me, to me, it felt masturbatory. It felt excessive. And I think when you're talking about, you know, a directorial hostile takeover of a film, like, can you get any more takeovery than a dude putting himself in a movie and that character getting more screen time than characters that people actually give a shit about? And, and also narrating the the film yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was rough i will Wait, say those, those history sections worked for me the stories because uh, it it uh, uh 
it was a nice way to transition you into different moments and different like headspaces for these characters. Again, though, I think that's the separate movie. Like, if you want to make a yeah. Thor rom com, make a Thor rom com. Like, people will show up for that. It was good, but it, it, it's it was a whole different thing. Yeah, and and I was pissed off. Uh, I was pissed off for the second time for the same reason uh, in a yeah. different movie uh, at the beginning where he's doing the recap of Thor's whole MCU history. And then it gets to the Warriors 3, and it's like, I killed uh, that guy, and uh, this guy, and that guy. I'm like, no, that's fucking Volstag. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> like, the yeah. comic nerd in me was like, yo, you're just going to namelessly kill him again? Again? But I realized yeah. there's only, like, three Warriors 3 fans out there. But uh, well, And you're looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, they were big parts of the, the first two films, right? Like, yeah. it's not our fault. He, you know, threw him in the garbage. Like, we like those characters. <laughs> Right, they got dumped. Um, I say all that, but at the end where he makes that one joke where uh, Korg meets his new life partner named Dwayne. Dwayne the Rock guy, really? Yes. I was like, okay. It's funny and cute, but by that point in the movie, I was ready to I was ready to go oh, yeah. home. Like yeah. Yeah. tapped out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I'd seen enough of Korg. And like they still got me the moment where he die you know mm-hmm. loses his whole body i was like oh no cord but <laughs> like i i could have felt that way if there was 50 percent less cord yeah i would have still felt yep. it they did enough work in Thor ragnarok to where i like the character a lot uh do we care about hercules so the end credits shot is uh one of them zeus is you know basically telling his son hercules we got to get revenge I thought Hercules was going to be in this movie proper, not in the after credits. He should have been. He should have been. I thought it would have been cool if he was one of the gods that, like, had they gone with the idea of, like, enslaved gods. Yeah. If he was one of them or maybe he'd help some on the journey. Something like that I thought would have been great. But they're going for a Thor versus Hercules thing, which... Uh, I think they're going something different. Okay. Um... First of all, uh, it's Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, so uh, great choice to play Hercules. Is that the smiley guy from Sonic? Uh, no. Dr. Robotnik's sidekick? No, a different guy, but they look similar. They really uh, look similar. Yeah, I don't think that's Brett Goldstein. I, think I can't imagine that. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not. It's not him. Um, but the way I see it is that Hercules is a great foil for where Thor is now, because Hercules is what Thor was in Thor 1. So I think they need a whole movie together. Um, it is he is the the brash uh, god who's uh, wants to live up to his dad's image. Is that's what we're seeing? And I think it's going to be uh, a face turn for Hercules and whatever the Thor five is. And our main villain is Ares. Like that's what I'm calling. I think it's it's, it's God War. Oh, that makes um, perfect sense. I just yeah, think like yeah. that that scene was meant to you know, hey, they're going to go head to head. Imagine this clash. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also which West we, Coast Avengers, which we yeah. won't. We won't see them actually beat each other up because of the way they show Thor fighting. <laughs> yeah, true. So. They'll have a drinking competition instead. They'll yeah. cut to Korg. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's fine. Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool, Hercules. I just, I think at this point, like, Marvel would be better off doing, I mean, for, uh, for a lack of, uh, they would be better off doing what they did for the Illuminati. Like put these surprises in the film. Hmm. The the after credits stuff is I think it's old now. It's also a little lazy. Like they did the same yeah. thing in Eternals. Uh, yeah. Twice in yeah. Eternals. Instead of uh, showing me where the our Marvel uh, it used to be it, it was it would be an appetizer for where the Marvel universe was going forward. Now yeah. it's just like hey here's a pop, here's yep. cheap yeah. pop. Yeah. Right. Um, and that which, I w- I wish that I had thought about that I, I, because that is a huge factor in why the phase four movies are feeling hollow for me is yep, that yep. not only have I not enjoyed the movies, but they're also not teasing me with what's happening within the MCU. Like there's so many yeah. characters we're curious about. Where the fuck are they at? Yeah, I, I thought about saying it, but I couldn't say it without mentioning Hercules because Hercules is emblematic of it. Right. Um, yeah. Like because yeah. you know what? I still fucking popped. He had the cudgel. He had the perfect costume. I was like, I'm a big Hercules guy. I love Hercules. So um, yeah, seeing him, I was like, I, yeah. But like, also, you're not telling me where it's going. They did the same thing in Eternals exactly. with fucking Star Fox yeah. and Pip the Troll. 
like you introduced them, but like I couldn't tell you where those guys are going to show up next. Exactly. Yeah. You know? The thing is, like, it's not. It's not. Oh, Hercules. Who cares? It's like, oh, cool, Hercules. <sighs> okay. When? Yeah. yeah. You know, like where? Like, all right. So you're teasing me for a movie that I'm not going to see for like three years, maybe. It's, it's yeah. It's, you're not giving me a reason to come back. Yeah. Like right. Characters aren't enough anymore. These yep. movies don't exist in a vacuum. Yeah. So when I see Thor four, I'm not. My next thing is not like, oh, gosh, I can't wait till four or five. My next thing is I can't wait till whatever the next MCU movie is. So you got to tease me with the whole deal. Tease me about something that is more immediate than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did the same thing. What yeah. would you think of uh, love at the end? There were the, the new status quo for Thor. Is that a character? No, not to my knowledge. It's, not. it's okay. also played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Oh, is it Chris it Hemsworth or Tychus? I thought it was Tychus. Um, I thought it was Hemsworth's daughter. Um, I'm unaware. I, I didn't get it. Like I, I get it, but I'm also a bit like, why? Yeah, it's 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 Hemsworth's daughter. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. Um, because I do. I thought like in that one scene where they're in that ship and they have a little banter, I was like, oh, that feels this feels real. This is this is good. Um, I liked the the kind of feeling I got between them, and and then here's the thing. I'll admit I haven't really liked Superman until he became a dad. Like that's where it started clicking for me. Um, dad Thor, not Dad Bod Thor, but like Dad Thor. It is something I have not seen before. I'm okay with that as a status quo. Like at the end of the movie, I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll, I can see where this goes. Uh, uh, running a, 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 I guess, um, enemy number one of the gods, uh, and them trying to outrun them. I thought it was interesting, but I, I, I think I hated how they got there. Um, Fair. and I feel like they, they really, really tried hard to get to that point. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe Gore would, would, uh, make that wish, but I don't know. For me, it just didn't ring true. But, um, you know, Thor having a daughter now, uh, someone to, to care for, to take care of. I think that's a cool, that's a good place for Thor. Um, but I don't think they did enough emotional work with the character to convince me that he would be a good person to care for a child. Yeah. Especially a child that isn't his. Isn't his, right. And he sure. just kind of adopts. I, yeah. Like, I'm not saying he won't love her or whatever, but it doesn't set up, like, a long-term thing for me. It feels a bit more like, uh, we'll probably lose her in the next film. Oh, shit. I hope we don't <laughs> lose young, her. Young, I young just, Avengers. Like, you know? Young, young Avengers. I'm just saying. Who's she going to be? Too young. Uh, maybe maybe a, a play on uh, Thor's uh, daughter from uh, the next Avengers. What, what was her name? Like, Thor, uh, Thun, Thundrin or something like that? I don't remember her name, but yeah. yeah. Um, and he does have grandkids. Maybe they're not really oh, his. True, yeah. um, not biologically his, I, should, I meant to say. Uh, so let's close it out with our, our number score, our num- numerical score here, and some final thoughts. Three. Uh, is this out of ten? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it, okay. it, it ain't three out of five. <laughs> Uh, I felt this movie. Uh, I think Kurt Kurt Busiek said it best on Twitter. He said, uh, "A salt uh, a steak is good with a little bit of salt. A little, a lot of salt can ruin a steak." And I think that's this movie. Mm-hmm. There is a lot on this film, and it has good points. And I and and it, I I can consider it successful in that it tells a story and it did make me feel something but everything else around it was annoying and it made me not want to be there i'm giving this a 7.5 uh i had fun i thought the bits landed some were overplayed but not all in my opinion and similar to kale i think there was an emotional resonance resonance that connected with me with uh gore with jane and thor uh, and 
yeah, I think this is this is probably the most I've ever turned off my brain for a movie, and uh, it's uh, that's specifically coming out of the book club, because um, I didn't want to have that affect my what I felt for that book, and uh, otherwise, it has it it definitely has its issues, and we highlighted a few already, but um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I would recommend it to anybody who is not ready to turn off their brain, um, but uh, if if you want to go see a, a Taika ass movie, this is it. I would say watch uh, Hunt for the Wilder People instead. But um, for me, I give it a five point five, right down the middle, and an extra point five for Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, yeah. Tessa Thompson being bored. <laughs> I mean, her, her her being uninterested in this whole movie, I think it wakened something in me. I don't know what it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really got the shaft in this one. Um, no, she didn't. She was trying. <laughs> she wasn't. And, she was trying to get the opposite of a shaft. <laughs> well, well yeah, it depends on which definition of shaft you're going through. True, 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 true. They didn't, yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't do her justice on any level. Anyways, it's a, it's a Marvel movie. Um, so it's bad. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a four, I think. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I really just didn't. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't have a good time at some points because I did. Yeah. And I thought the performances was, were strong and it was fun to watch the actors doing what they were doing. But it was it made it that much more disappointing that everything else wasn't good, um, that they had the shell of something that could have been good. And then everything they put on it was bad, um, at least for me. I would have loved to have seen this same general idea with a different director. I think that's that's my biggest takeaway. Mm. Um it just it just misses the mark by so far that I'm really surprised at how much they didn't edit this film. Apparently, there are a lot of deleted scenes. I've read a lot. There's been a lot of conversation about the amount of deleted scenes. You can tell from watching the trailers, a lot of stuff missing. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of alternate cut. Um, but I don't think that that's what I'm looking for. I think I'm looking for a different person to have made the movie. And I say that with all respect, um, but I just I don't want taika's vision for thor anymore um I, I i would rather not go see a thor five if it's by the same director that's where i'm at how about this Sean? Um, taika watiti's x-men no holy <laughs> shit that would be the worst announcement they could make did you, I'd did rather you pucker up Zach thinking Snyder. that yeah yeah because I, I i clenched when i heard when i heard myself say that so i would rather watch Zack snyder's thor four than taika's thor <laughs> The thing too is like I like Taika and I know he could do something good. This just wasn't it for me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody misses. Can't bat a hundred, right? So fair enough. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you are new to us, please do hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube.com/slash/TheComicsPals, if you are not, there is a way to follow or support the show wherever it is that you're checking us out. You might like our additional content, like our main show, which goes live on Twitch.tv/TheComicsPals every Saturday at 10:15 a.m. Eastern. And Thursdays we do Pals polls. Like I said, we review our books over there, our uh, weekly comics, 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always review the movie. So if you like this, we'll be back for the next one, whatever it is. Until then, we'll see you. Take care, guys. See you next film.